Welcome to the Mary Gostolo Girl Ahead podcast, the weekly unique insight into luxury hospitality around the world by those who know it best. Produced by Allmont Global and brought to you by JetX. Upgrade to a class above first and enjoy the freedom of travel with JetX, a global leader in private aviation inspired by luxury beyond compare. Wherever you wish to fly, JetX can take you there in utmost safety, comfort and style at your own schedule and pace. Whether on business or leisure, the world is yours to enjoy with JetX. Jean-Luc Naray, who is the subject of my chat this week, is currently taking the set collection up into global luxury awareness. He has such hotels as Café Royal in London with all its history and the Conservatorium in Amsterdam and Lutetia in Paris and Mamiya in Jerusalem. He has previously been involved with Waldorf Astoria in the Maldives and before that he headed Michelin the Global Gourmet Guide Worldwide. Let's hear what he's going to talk about now. Jean-Luc, how do you describe yourself? It's always a good question. How can I describe myself? It's just, let's say, it's, uh, I'm a passionate hotelier, uh, a gourmet by profession, be uh, a traveler by just uh, amazing destination around the world, and uh, love what I do, love my passion, love my job, and love traveling, and love style as well. You see, I think it's fascinating. You use that word job, but I've never thought of you as working. Because look, here we are talking on a weekend. And for you, if it's something that you want to do, your face lights up with enthusiasm. Um, what did you want to be when you were 10 years old and where were you when you were 10? Well, I was born and raised in Paris and I always wanted, uh, actually, funny enough, to become an atelier. I used to, my parents used to take me to museum and I really always want to prefer to go to hotels. I love passing in front of Le Crayon, looking at it and say, this is an hotel I could run one day. I think I was really passionate. I mean, my parents took me to a restaurant and I could sit there for house, just watching the ballet of the waiters and, and the people enjoying the food. And, um, you know, I actually realizing that I knew more the cities around the world, not by um, the, the place, but more where the hotel used to be. So really starting very young, I knew that I was going to be in the hotel industry. Even if my parents were definitely not into this industry, I was fascinated by it and I always wanted to join. But you're fascinated by life. That's what, that's what's so lovely. And I feel so strongly that, unfortunately, hospitality tends to get put into a little silo. And we need to link it in with food, with fashion, etc., etc. You are now, Jean-Luc, you are the operating boss of the set hotels. Can you share what is the differentiation of the set hotels? Well, first of all, I mean, the set hotel is a company which actually been, uh, you know, owned and managed by, by the owner directly, uh, the Hakirov family. And this hotel actually had the uh, beautiful property of the Mamiya and the David Citadel in Jerusalem, the fabulous Lutetia in Paris, 
the Café Royal in London and the uh, Conservatorium in Amsterdam. They purchased this property a few years ago and decided to invest a ton of money into it to really restore the grandeur of the hotel. As an example, the Café Royal used to be, as you know, an even place and they purchased the building on each side and decided to link the hotel to it and create this fabulous hotel. Now, now, uh, Jean-Luc, these are fabulous hotels, but I hope it's not unfair to say that people know the individual properties, but they don't know in the same way the set. So the set does not have a brand in common luxury terms. Are you going to change that or not? Exactly. I mean, we're not trying to do, you know, with the set hotels, we're not trying to say we own this property. We're just trying to collect now and to put the set collection together. And by putting the set collection, the four, this five hotel I was telling you are the funding members. You know, and really from that set collection, we're definitely going to have a, a very curated um, collection of hotel with exactly like us, you know, like-minded independent hotelier who want to be together. You know, I really believe that many hoteliers now, or owners of hotel, are looking for a new way of hotel representation. Because a traditional representation or management company have been very slow to react and adapt their business, and I think we will actually going to offer something totally different into the set collection. In other words, you are going after uh, management um, agreements, you're going after um, people who want to work with you on distribution, or what? Exactly. What we're going to offer is company, <clears throat> you know, what the traditional representation or the management company, you know, you have hotels and owners who actually signed an agreement with one management company and didn't realize how much less flexibility they're giving to them. So what we're going to try to do is really to try to telemade and have a flexible, you know, approach for service and fees for this hotelier. So they won't have, they will still, you know, it's going to be a portfolio, a non-competing hotel in the same tradition, but we will understand the needs of the members, which is a bit different for when you sign with a big brand and you're going to be forced to put the name on the, on the door. They're going to keep the name on the door like we do for each our property, but they will be in, in a beautiful collection, putting everyone together with one spirit in mind. So what will they get? Let's say I have a hotel in Paris. I also have a friend who has a hotel in New York. What yes. would we get by joining up with the set? Well, you will see, <clears throat> you will have the same traditional representation that you know, uh, which will be definitely, you know, GDS reservation sales and everything. Just as an example, the sales team of the set collection has today, with only five hotels, we have already 10 people. Uh, the more we can expand, which means that if you look at the numbers compared to the others leading on a small luxury and everything, it's almost 0.5 by 1. It's going to be become really with all the hotels we're going to add. We're going to add more sales. So we have sales representation everywhere. We have the GDS and everything you can link with this. But you will have as well. You're going to keep your own brand. You're going to keep your own name on your hotel. It will still belong a very independent hotel, but it's going to be a curating portfolio of non-competing hotels. Therefore, I can definitely put my property in Paris and I'll recommend my friend in New York to do this because I want to maintain my independence, but I will be linking up with, let's say, a property in Amsterdam, which has not only 
an amazing building. It's the old music conservatory. It mm. is right so handy for the Rijksmuseum and the Van Gogh Museum. It has a general manager who actually draws individual drawings for VIP guests. It has a chef who um, uses wasabi that is specially grown for him one mile from my home in England, believe it or not. Now, this brings us on to food. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed my time with you in Jerusalem and also in Lutetia. In London, I did not drink any of the absinthe cocktails next time. I had far too much cake. Now, what are you going to be doing for the food side, Jean-Luc? I think food is definitely part of her, you know, the hotel industry. I mean, we tend to forget that. What is interesting is if you see, if you look at the trend, a lot of hoteliers wanted to bring 20 years ago, you know, the three-star chef and two-star chef inside the building and really create something different. And we know that became to the hand a few years ago when the new company bring, you know, Zuma, La Petite Maison and uh, Nobu into the property. Now, people are more looking for casual food, you know, maybe not elegant and fine dining as they used to be. And you will see, I mean, Café Royal is really the thing to announce on the first on the first uh, quarter, a new chef coming in, which is going to be quite interesting because it will be a very non-chef, but at the same time doing something different. I think we have to understand that offer and style and food has been moving around and is not the same as it used to be 20 years ago or even 10 years ago. And now people want to have fun, want to really eat well, but at the same time, don't have to leave the hotel to get the fun place, you see? Sometimes you used to do that before. That's fascinating that you should mention the uh, fun. I was actually dining the other night in that hotel that inspired you all those years ago, De Crillon, and the table was simply set with a tumbler for everybody and one of those annoying wine glasses that has a stem and a bowl but does not have a foot. And there, instead of food and wine pairings, it's wine and food pairings, as you know. So the sommelier chooses your wines and then the chef comes and designs the food. It's got to be fun. When you were in the Maldives until a few months ago, you built up an incredible collection of restaurants at that particular resort. There was a cave restaurant. There was a restaurant in bamboo canopies, one floor up. You can't do that in city hotels but you can bring in fun. Exactly, and you rightly say so. You know, it has to be fun. If you go to the Maldives and you're stuck on an island, you have to make sure that you offer your clientele something different than the same restaurant for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that's the reason we actually built at that time 12 outlets. And as you say, one was in the trees, one was the Japanese, one was the Chinese, but it could have been taken anywhere from the Maldives, brought into any, any city, and they would have been successful. So we're always trying to say, even on a city which offers a lot of dining experience outside, let's try to bring something inside, but let's try to bring it with fun as well, and not being stuffy, 
you know, hey, that's enough to be stuffy. And you rightly say so. The crayon has reinvented themselves. The Plaza Athene in Paris has decided to take a top chef called Jean Humbert, which is more known on the Instagram world than actually being behind the stove. And he has done an incredible success since he opened the restaurant two, two months ago. This is a place where everybody wants to go. And when you sit there and you enjoy the very traditional recipe that he has really revisited, people are having fun in the restaurant. It's not stuffy anymore. The look, the slime, it's great and you know you don't have to get the background music because the background music is of people enjoying themselves oh this that is, is so lovely that is so lovely it is it is people making their own music Jean-Luc where do you think fine dining's going and where do you think plant-based is going well, you know, it's always interesting, but because of my background with the Michelin Guide, everybody's always asking me what I think about the food and fine dining is going. I think fine dining is going, going to always to exist, like old couture exists, like, you know, old living exists. I mean, this is part of the style, this is part of the people. But as an example, uh, Mary, do you, do you wear... Uh, a branding name every single day? Of course not. You love to be casual. You love to be having fun. You love to be sometimes being dressed up in a very haute couture, uh, Chanel, whatever it is. But I, I mean, some of the time you want to have the other fun part of the brand or doing something different. That's exactly the same with, uh, with dining. I think people love to enjoy sometimes some haute gastronomy and really a, a very special moment. But the other time they want to eat well. It doesn't mean that the chef cannot do that. The same chef can do beautiful haute couture as Chanel can do a beautiful you know haute couture dress and having some fun sneakers that you want to wear on the weekend now what about plant-based well plant-based is really I mean it's, it's a new trend right now it's quite interesting everybody is going back into the blends back into the flowers and really realize that gardens outside or plants can be used for not only for beautiful uh, therapeutic things but at the same time for being part of the uh, of the meal. So yes, of course, it's an important one. I think it's one of the new trends. Is that the trend is going to stay? I'm not sure, but at least it's definitely part of the new trend now. You see, let's talk about fashion too, because fashion and food go together very well. Why is fashion so involved with art, for instance? Why is fashion so involved with food? Hotels don't work with fashion in the same way. You're wearing a casual T-shirt. I can't see. It could have um, an artwork on it. Why don't we have more fashion in hotels? Are we going to see fashion coming into the set? Well, if you look at the set collection already, you will see that most of the beautiful pictures we put outside got these wonderful ladies in the red dress, you know, staying on the bar, being inside the lobby and everything. That's going to be really, you know, the style and the image we want to portray throughout the set collection. You see this wonderful woman dressed in a long dress under this uh, collection of violins at the conservatorium or the same lady being on the top of the bar, Josephine Baker. This is really what style. I think it's not because it should be expensive, it should be, but it could be stylish in any form or if any way. And uh, that's one of the parts that the hotels forget o- over the years, and I think that's one of the parts we need to go back into. Because style is very important and it could be shown in different form and different format as well. 
It's fascinating that when I was in Paris last, everybody was wearing very tight jeans, everybody being uh, the young, stylish women. Now they're in mini skirts, the shortest skirts, looking absolutely fabulous. People need to feel good about themselves. And then they'll have fun, and then they'll spend more money. And that's the ultimate goal, is it not? To make them feel happy. Exactly. You know, I, I live in a in a Paris, as you know, in Rue Cambon, which is just. If I look through the window right now, I see Chanel uh, founding founding store at the corner of this street. Now we have the Christian Dior, who just took the entire building. At the corner of the other one, you have Burberry. Everybody now is going back to all these brands. But if you look at the people coming there, they're not only the you know the young influencer will be take, want to be taking in front of them. You have the line of people who just want to get a little bit of piece of style, whatever it is. You know, it hasn't have to be the. Imp- very um, expensive Chanel bag, but they could have this little piece of luxury that they want to get. And I think that's what we offer as well in the hotel, a little bit of luxury for any person who wants to come into a property. Whom do you see as the competition for the set, Jean-Luc? I think as for the set collection, it's uh, the competition is we are a brand new company, so our really idea is not to try to compete with everyone. We're definitely going to offer an alternative, you know, for the hoteliers who really want to join our collection. We're not folding them to put the name on the brand. We're not. We they could keep the brand. They could keep the management style. We're going to offer something totally tailor made for them in the way of representation, distribution, and at the same time helping them with the other hotel of the brand. What is your goal? For you and the set in three years' time, Jean-Luc? Well, very easy. We're going to start putting the collection together at ELTM. Then actually on the first quarter, I think we will announce, uh, first of all, on the first week of January, we're definitely going to announce five new properties which are very well known. And hopefully by the end of the year, we'll have between 20 and 30. And at the time of the next three years, we'll have a collection of maybe 100 and 120 hotels who actually join the force together, be part of the collection and be a great representation of what luxury is around the world. Thank you, Jean-Luc. You can always be relied on for sharing interesting thoughts and trends and people follow what you suggest. Next week, I'm talking to another interesting person, Simon Naudi, who is CEO of Corinthia Hotels. Wow, 15 significant properties ranging from 147 to 512 rooms. And can't wait to hear what his plans are and what Simon says are the distinguishing features that make owners sign up with him that make people work for and become part of Corinthia teams and why hotel guests and diners and meeting planners just love Corinthia. See you next time. You've been listening to the Mary Gostolo Girl Ahead podcast, produced by Allmont Global in partnership with Forbes Travel Guide and the ShareCare Health Security Verification Solution, and brought to you by Jetex.
Wherever in the world you need to travel, Jetex offers expert solutions and guidance to make seamless global connectivity possible, even in the most challenging times. Join us next week for another exciting insight into the world of luxury travel. And don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about the show.